We are in our fourth Q&A episode, and today I am answering a question from Nia. She asks, how do you find enough time to teach new or spiraled content? I feel like there is never enough time to actually cover the standards I am supposed to. This is a great question, and for quite some time, this was me. I was constantly running out of time and not feeling like I could effectively teach all of the content standards I was responsible for well due to time. So Nia, I am going to be diving into some practices that you may want to try because I am sure it's going to be able to help you. You are listening to The Literacy Dive, a podcast for teachers who want to take a deeper dive into all things reading and writing. Learn teacher tips and actionable step-by-step strategies to help you grow as an educator. With a passion for literacy and supporting teachers, here's your host, Megan Polk from Miss P's Style. Welcome back to the Literacy Dive podcast. We are on episode 35, and Nia, you asked a question that I know piqued the curiosity of others. I am coming to you from a literacy perspective, thinking about reading and writing standards. I am responsible for teaching, but feel like I am crunched for time. Something that has really helped me is using the same text or writing sample repeatedly. I think so often we feel like we have to introduce a new book or present a completely new composition to our students every single time there is a new concept of focus. Once I broke this way of thinking, I reclaimed my literacy block back. I found that I had more time to teach the way I needed to teach, which meant that the lessons were in-depth, not glazed over, and not rushed. So this is my simple suggestion. Reread texts over and over again. Showcase the same writing composition over and over again. And begin referencing new or spiraled skills and strategies within those already familiar rereads. Also, you can try and pace yourself. Each day, you can set the method in which you will introduce, model, and allow for practice etc. If you follow the same structure, your students will get into a routine and then they can practice the new or the spiraled content without having to figure out the routine for them, which adds time. For instance, for reading, maybe the first day you are just introducing the skill. The next day you are reading only a snippet of a book or a passage and you're applying that skill. And by snippet, I mean one short chapter, one page, or even one paragraph, depending on the skill. On the third day, you are working through another small snippet with proper modeling and being explicit. And on the final two days, you may have students working independently or with a partner on applying the skill or strategy to the same text or an unrelated text. For writing, You can use the books that you're using for reading to showcase something that an author did. Now, I love using mentor text interchangeably for this very reason. It saves time, and because my students are familiar, they can better focus on the skill I'm highlighting without having to also use that time to comprehend what is happening. 
You can teach the writing skill explicitly, show it within context, and provide opportunities for students to try it too. You can also try using shorter paragraphs versus the full-blown page-long compositions, and that is going to save you time as well. You can simply focus on one aspect of writing, that is it. It feels manageable, the time can be budgeted appropriately, and you're going to feel like you're in control of your block. So the key here is snippets. I think that teachers feel the need to cram everything in, which becomes overwhelming with prep and delivery, and students feel the same way too. Students really need the quote-unquote bite-sized approach. A little really does go a long way, and small steps will take your students farther. I like to think that moving too quickly or doing too much generates what I like to call literacy fatigue. Moving slower and pacing yourself really will provide the stamina that kids need to get farther along. Do not feel like you aren't doing enough because you're taking the bite-sized approach. This is more purposeful, intentional, and helpful for your students more than you will know. So I encourage you to think snippets and think bite-sized. Now, I know that districts and schools are different across the nation. I have been in districts that would give me a pacing guide, and I would have district assessments at the end of each quarter based on the pacing. Now, although they would tell me the suggested calendar of what to teach each week, I found it to be unrealistic. I found myself rushing to squeeze in all of these standards that clearly someone who never taught elementary set because if they had experienced teaching elementary, the pacing calendar would never look the way that it did. But anyway, from the pacing guide, I knew what my students were expected to learn each quarter. They needed to be prepared for the district test, but the journey and the path that we took to get there varied greatly from the weekly plans that were provided to me. And that is okay. I think we can all agree that no two students are the same, and that goes for classrooms too. So definitely use the pacing guides as a framework, but I would recommend changing it up to fit your group of learners and your students. You know your students best. You know what flows, and if you can better combine reading and writing standards that relate, you can double dip and save yourself on time. I am not trying to go against your contract or what your district tells you to do, but if you do have flexibility, this is definitely something that I would consider. Release your kiddos when you feel they are ready. If you release them too soon, they are going to fall and it will take some extra work to get them confident to try again. Some skills may require more time, while others, kids are catching on to those quickly. So it is very important to think about what your students need. While it is great to say this week you're teaching this standard, next week you're teaching this standard, we all know that Concepts build on each other. You cannot expect a student who doesn't know plot structure to write a summary about 
that book. You cannot expect a student who has not mastered drafting to go through and to revise a draft. So sometimes kids do need more time, but it's important to take the time that kids need to master skills over breezing through them because you're in a crunch time to get the skills taught. All right, so lastly, I want to touch on embedding these skills in moments for practice within your centers or workstations. I love incorporating standards I have to teach within the tasks of our day and within our routine. This provides extra exposure without me having to carve out extra time. Now, workstations are powerful for any age. In episode 23, I dive into using centers for upper elementary kids. I would encourage you to listen to that episode if you haven't already, as this was key in me never feeling like I didn't have time to get the content standards in. Workstations and centers are not just for lower elementary. New skills and those skills that we needed to spiral went right into my centers and kids were practicing them daily in an engaging and non-threatening way. I hope this provides any teacher who faces the issue of time a bit of relief. Just breathe. Take a bite-sized approach. Pull from previous text and compositions. Incorporate practice of skills into workstation centers and design a calendar that makes sense and one in which content standards pair nicely with each other. You got this. Thank you, Nia, for this question. Do you have a question that you want answered? Head over to Instagram and send me a message. I will be answering questions all summer long, and who knows, this may even carry into the fall as well. So thank you for listening today, and if this was your first time, I hope you will return next week for a new episode on Monday. There are plenty of episodes that you can dive into until then, as I am a literacy lover. If you are a returner, thank you so much for your support. I would love it if you would share this podcast or even a certain episode with your literacy friends. Also, You can support by leaving a rating and a review. I cannot wait to dive into more of your questions really soon. Thank you for listening to The Literacy Dive. If you would like to connect with Megan, you can find her on Instagram at Miss Peace Style. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes of The Literacy Dive. Until next time.